This programme was first broadcast on Otago Access Radio and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Well, as we've heard on our series of Wild Dunedin features on the awesome morning show, Wild Dunedin is a chance for everyone to discover and explore the city's natural places, from the highlands to the high seas, and that includes the young ones. The festival has a number of events that are especially suitable for children and families to enjoy together, and one such event brings uh, Aotearoa New Zealand's best-known children's entertainer and educator to Dunedin. Targo Access Radio listeners will know Susie Cato from her show Susie and Fringe, which airs on Sunday mornings at 7 o'clock, and no doubt also from her many television and radio programmes we've enjoyed since the early 90s. Susie's in Dunedin tomorrow to spend an afternoon at Wild Dunedin uh, with Professor Frog and his students with the amazing wild frogs of New Zealand at the Otago Museum. Welcome to the awesome morning show. Susie Cato, good to have you with us. Hey, thank you, Jeff. Wonderful to be here. Um, I think I should start by saying, singing, it's frogs time, kia ora. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, look, you've been described as a frogophile. Yes. Um, New Zealand frogs hold a special place in your heart? Hey, they sure do. Um, very important. A very important place in my heart as well because... They're such a key to our future, basically. I've all learnt this, of course, from, from Dr. Frog himself, Dr. Phil, um, who is a mine of information and very passionate about these beautiful wee creatures. And, of course, the New Zealand frogs are so very, very special, and that's one of the reasons I'm coming down is to share the information that I've learnt over the years and try and get kids to, and their families, to become more aware and become more involved in their environment. It's a bit of an extension of Susie's world, really, just um, with a frog focus. Well, many people can go through their entire life without getting up close and personal with a frog. I know, and that's a great disappointment as a child. Um, up growing up in Kaikoua in the far north, we had a creek running behind our house, and we were forever splashing through there and chasing tadpoles and some. Perhaps that's added to their demise, unfortunately. <laughs> but yeah, as a kid, growing up in those summer months, just the night air, full of frog sounds was just beautiful. It marked summer, basically. So it's such a shame that the kids of these days don't have that same opportunity. Well, we're told, of course, that the health or otherwise of frog populations reflect the overall health of our planet. That would be reason enough to find out more about them, Susie. Oh, definitely, definitely. And look, the New Zealand frogs are fascinating. I'm not going to tell you too much today. You'll have to come tomorrow and find out more. But Play-Doh and bean chairs are involved it's a very interesting combination and you need to be there to find out more about it. <laughs> I don't want you to give away too much, of course, but you must have learned some interesting things about frogs uh, since you've developed this interest. I mean, what in particular about them uh, delights or surprises you? Well, you know how frogs, you know, the, the, the call that everybody knows that a frog makes. You ask a child, a toddler, when they start learning things, what does a cow make? Moo. What sound does a dog make? Woof. What sound does a frog make? And then you've got rabbit or croak. Um, what sound does a New Zealand frog make? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, listen very closely and I'll make that sound for you. Oh, that's clever. <laughs> <laughs> Our frogs don't make much in the way of a noise at all. Susie, you know that dead air is the enemy of any radiation. <laughs> I know everybody's rushed to their radio <laughs> to turn the volume up. <laughs> 
Oh, she's gone. Where's she gone? Oh, that's what's happened. Where the frog's gone? Okay, well, that must make it a bit more difficult to track them down. Yes, it does. I've had many conversations with um, with Dr. Frog and the challenges that he's had trying to find frogs. He often sends his students out now because they can be gone for hours. <laughs> What can you tell us about tomorrow's event at Otago Museum and what people can expect if they head along? Well, look, our event's at 2 o'clock and it is for the kids. It is a lot of fun. There'll have to be a few songs. Um, five green and speckled frogs sitting upon a log. As I say, there are bean chairs involved because it needs to be a bit of frog leaping and a frog landing and that's another key thing about New Zealand frogs, the way they land. Um, well, look, we've got Play-Doh, we've got a few games, we need to eat some flies... From my understanding, Capri's has come on board too, but you have to ask, um, you have to check that with Phil. He may have already told you, actually. I missed his interview. But um, there may be some chocolate frogs involved. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. And a few facts. And um, I might get to sing a few more songs and have some cuddles with the kids. And I'm looking forward to it. It's been so long since I've been in Dunedin, way too long. And I'm quite fortunate I'm bringing my family down so that they can experience some wild Dunedin as well. Your program, Susie's World, explored science and the natural world, sometimes with messy results. You're you're (laughs) obviously an advocate of using fun and play as a way of demystifying what can be quite complex issues. Oh, definitely. Look, I learned so much while I was making the program, as did everybody involved, the camera operators, the soundies, been in the television industry for years, but might not have known why the sky was blue. So we actually had them contacting us at the end of a series saying, when are you doing it again? Come on, we want to we wanna go and play and have some fun. They didn't get to sit in the big pool of um, slime, but I did. So, <laughs> <laughs> Often. Um, yeah, uh, it would really great fun ourselves, but how it actually engaged kids and got them involved in it and their families. I remember at one stage having somebody write to us via email and say, when have you got that program on about tides again? My, I've been a boaty for years and my son now knows more about tides than I do. So um, it's neat that it, it reached all different ages and, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I guess using household items too meant that it was, it captured the, the kids' imagination that it's around them all the time. It's not some something that you have in a box or that happens over in America or whatever. It happens in your backyard, in your house all the time. Fantastic scientific processes and and um, reactions and things like that, even within your own body. Well, this Wild Dunedin Festival op- uh, provides opportunities to learn, but but also just to enjoy and appreciate the natural environment. I suppose that those kind of experiences can never start too early as far as the, the kiddies are concerned. Oh, no, definitely. Just lifting up a leaf or a log in the back backyard it's how you react to it though so if it's a big spider that you see you try and keep your shrieks to the minimum <laughs> while you quietly place down the log and say oh we'll come back to that one later it looks like it's sleeping you know so it's it's how you react to those those things in your garden and um, you can really introduce a love of learning at a very young age we heard last week on this segment from Gabrielle from Fantail Trails uh, about opportunities for unstructured play and excursions into the outdoors. What, what's your view on the kind of current debate around the, being too risk-averse with play, especially when it comes to things like climbing a tree or exploring the natural world? Um, look, my little chappie has fallen out of a tree and luckily bounced quite well, but I think it's really, really important. 
um, uh, from the point of view that they know what their boundaries are. If you start climbing a tree as a um, university student, say, um, head there for a moment, um, as a wild than even university student, um, if you haven't climbed a tree before, the fall that you're potentially going to have is going to be far greater. If you know what it's like to tumble from a small height, then you know, you're going to learn your boundaries. You're going to learn how to cling. You're going to how how to, to, to grab hold of things and, and and the pull of gravity. So the sooner you can do that, the better. And uh, we can't wrap our kids in cotton wool. They need to be able to live, to be able to get those bumps and bruises and scrapes and 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 those falls just to live their life and, and to, to really experiment and, and understand what's going on. There are plenty of university student, students still learning about the pull of gravity, actually. <laughs> Susie? Um, what's, this, what's that steepest street? That you yeah, Baldwin Street. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> what, what value do you see in this inaugural Wild Dunedin Festival, especially as it relates to younger New Zealanders? Oh, it's invaluable. It's invaluable that we uh, encourage people away. Look, the website and the Facebook page are fantastic. So you use technology to find out where it is, where it's happening, and then you don your jacket and your, um, your boots and out, get out there and, and be a part of it. It's invaluable to engage people of all ages because let's face it, we're all kids. We all want to get a little bit of mud on us and, and find out what's happening with that beautiful um, royal albatross chick and things like that. Um, and, and to mark Dunedin as the wildlife centre of New Zealand, I think it's fantastic. I used to spend two weeks of every month for five years um, and while I was down here, I would often drive out <laughs> for one of, at least one of the years. I was in the um, kids' TV bubble car, fantastic big window, so that when I was driving out towards Port Chalmers or heading out on the other peninsula, um, I'd go and sit on the clifftop and look out over the beaches and the sea rolling in and... Oh, I just loved it. You've got a beautiful, beautiful piece of the world here in Dunedin and need to treasure it and, and make the most of it. Well, we're looking forward to a fabulous weekend. Just mm. uh, diverting a little, uh, Susie, listeners to your Sunday morning show will know that the Great Big Kids Show is now known as Susie and Friends. That's yes. now tying in, I guess, with your online presence and your YouTube channel. Yeah, and look, the whole reason for that is for so many years, um, while I was on television, I had kids saying, how do I get to be a part of the program? Well, I've been looking at ways of being able to have a program on standard television, and that's proving a little bit harder. So YouTube opens up that whole new opportunity, and there's so much room on my couch to have kids come and join me, and big kids come and join me and, and chat about the things that they're interested in. At the moment, we're doing a lot of arts and crafts, but um, the idea is to get out and be a part of kids' lives and have them on the screen, on the radio, and that's why we're joining you on Sunday for our radio star, and uh, looking forward to meeting at least one wonderful young Dunedin night, and um, have them help me co-host the show, so in for a lot of fun. All right, well, we're looking forward to that, and of course we're looking forward to tomorrow's event as part of the Wild Dunedin Festival at Otago Museum. It's two o'clock, things get underway? That's right, we're there for an hour, leaping about, and having all kinds of crazy amphibious fun. It is a free event. I would advise you to get along just a, a little ahead of that time if you want to be part of it. I'm sure it's going to be very, very popular indeed uh, and part of a very busy uh, Wild Dunedin Festival that includes a lot of events that are 
designed just for the kids or for families to share. Susie Cato, thank you so much for joining us on uh, the Awesome Morning Show this morning. We look forward to catching up with you when you're in Dunedin. Wonderful. It was a real pleasure. Thank you. This programme was first broadcast on Otago Access Radio and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air.